0: Hello, aviators. Welcome back to the ProPilot Playbook podcast, where we bring you all the tips, tricks, the hacks, and the shortcuts to get you through your flying career in the fastest and cheapest means possible to get you into that right seat of the airliner or into that corporate jet or whatever else you want to do in this industry to make money as a pilot. I'm Sean Ritchie. I'm here with Uh, Mike Martin. And uh, yeah, let's get into it today. Uh, You read the title we we've kind of done this uh just a couple episodes ago we had we were talking about the uh the the 10 year old from Australia that wrote us in saying you know how young is too young and then I showed a video of my 10 year old boy taking his first flight lesson uh but we didn't really talk about the other side of it and that's how old is too old
1: yeah Uh, we get we've gotten a lot of questions about this through uh viewer comments
0: right yeah so that's that's what we're doing today basically we have we're going to answer four four questions uh four four separate questions all asking the same thing you know how old is too old real quick though before we get into that mike i just wanted to i got to mention this yeah because i never thought about i mean i did Kind of we chose this music based on that or whatever. It's <laughs> licensed licensed music to us or whatever, but right. Um, I didn't think much of it, but somebody put a comment on YouTube uh from Ballad Motion. The show theme song hits my gut when I hear it, makes me think of success after the long grind. Make it play longer at the top end or the bottom end of the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. A shout out to us for our music. Yeah. yeah. And I right. think I w- I was telling Sean, um, uh, that, uh, I had my first celebrity appearance, man. I was, yeah, oh, was, I was, this is
0: such a cool update too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was at an airport and, uh, 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 somebody recognized me and came up to me and said, Hey, you know, I, I was, uh, it was, uh, I, I guess I had started flying years ago and then stopped and then decided to get back in. I was working a regular job and and your uh, your videos really helped, and you know I really appreciate it. I had to come up and say hello. So uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, first time, man. Now we're celebrities now.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Big time celebrities. No, what what was interesting about that story you told me, Mike, and unless I'm making this up in my head, right, right. The guy was just hired at his first 135 gig. It was like his first day flying or something. No, no jet time. This is his first gig. And then he runs into you in the hangar on the first day. (laughs) I mean, that is so cool.
1: It was, Uh, yeah, it was great, great. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, Just take out of the equation that it was us in our podcast. Just the fact that it was anything to do with his career progression and his first day there at work, he runs into that, <laughs> you know, so in okay. the hangar. It's just, Yeah, it's he was super excited,
1: man. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: all right. So let's get into it. The questions, uh, these questions are from... Let's see. And I'm going to name all you guys like I usually do in the, you know, the the in the textual description of the podcast and the YouTube. Uh but we got from William, we got uh Manzanaron. Okay. Uh, and uh William actually submitted two different questions about the same thing and then there's another one here from uh Bruce. But they're okay. all basically asking the same thing. So I guess we'll just uh I don't know if we should read them all at once or maybe we'll just hit them
1: just read the best one, one at a
0: time and then some of them might overlap
1: yeah yeah that'd be good
0: all right so this first one and I hope I'm saying it the way he it's his handle uh, his email whatever uh, maybe it's his last name uh, Manzanaron all right hello Sean and Mike it's Ron from New Jersey I recently came across the podcast and I'm glad I did it's very informative and entertaining at the same time thank you and please keep it going I currently have approximately five years left to retire and I'm planning a second career from a young age I've always wanted and been interested in becoming a pilot but life happened I went on on a discovery flight and was recently hooked my wife is very supportive And after talking to her and telling her how passionate I am about deciding on, I've decided to start this journey. My question to you guys is, how should I approach this since I technically have five years to complete all my ratings and build hours? My goal is to finish my private certificate in 2022. However, I am not sure how aggressively I should attack my commercial. I do want to become a CFI and build hours that way. Uh my work schedule can sometimes vary, but I know in advance what days I have off. The ultimate goal is to fly for the regionals, corporate charter or the majors. I pretty much covered it all there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who yeah, knows any type of flying job for
1: money. Right, <laughs> right.
0: Who knows right now. I live 15 minutes from EWR, which is Newark, New Jersey. Wow. And was wondering how hard it would be to find to make EWR my base.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: that's well, uh, I don't well, think we can start in... with that. That's yeah. yeah. Very...
0: <laughs> will my that's age make a difference in being hired? God willing, if everything goes as planned and I am still alive, I will be 45 going on 46 years old when all this goes down, I guess. And uh, thank you again for what you guys do.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well the the Newark thing's easy. I mean that's uh Mecca for airline central sure. up there the New York metro area. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong Sean but a lot of the uh it's a, it's a junior base usually for a lot of airlines yeah. right? Yeah. I
0: I yeah, I got to tell you Ron um, most guys in this industry aren't super excited about Newark. <laughs> I mean I know I know you guys you live there so it's <laughs> different for you but I it's not like a sought after thing, you know? Um, right. So, and I, I don't know offhand, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Newark is a uh, pilot bases for at least two or three regionals. That, oh yeah. That's, a, that's not- a domicile for, and it's, that's not going to be an issue. Even if for some reason that regional carrier you get on with or, or whatever you go, to, go to do uh, doesn't have Newark as a, as their domicile it's it'll be an easy commute to wherever you're going
1: yeah yeah kennedy anywhere on the planet out of newark or that area of the country right right and then of course for corporate you have Teterboro there which is the busiest corporate airport i think in the world (laughs) yeah absolutely Uh, yeah 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 i mean location wise he couldn't be doing any better
0: (laughs) right i mean you're you're living underneath the busiest airspace on the planet you got you got JFK, LaGuardia, Newark, Teterboro, uh White Morsetown. Plains. Yeah, I White mean, Plains. yeah, yeah. Th- that is the busiest airspace on the planet, hands down.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. So, so you're already ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that going for you. Um, as far as let's see, can you get it all done in five years? Uh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, working a full time job, even so, you're. I just thinking ahead here, your biggest hindrance is going to be trying to do all this up there in that the multiple busy class B airspaces of, like I just mentioned, the busiest airspace on the planet. Um, yep. That's going to be your biggest hindrance more than anything, just because it's so busy and the, the seasonal type of flying, you're going to be able to get in. Um, right. You know, this time of year, it's probably very difficult to get out there and do lessons um you know the the same advice we mike and i always give of running off to florida or something and uh getting it done at one of these you know one of these companies that that focus on uh the accelerated training and they're not just all in florida there's some in arizona there's even a, a really good mom and pop version of it up in minnesota um Actually, my, yeah, my next door neighbor actually, uh, he's has interest in becoming a pilot he's, he's 17. And, uh, this summer he's going up there, he's getting his private pilot's license. He's finishing up. He's doing some lessons here right now, you know, but he's going to get his private pilot's license in under two weeks. And then he's going to come back. He's doing that during spring break here. Actually, uh, he's taking a little extra time off school, uh, mixed in with spring break. He's going to have his private in two weeks. Um, and then he's going back up there again after school's out, getting his instrument rating in ten days. So this is actually the private isn't exactly two weeks uh, start to finish because he's doing some of it here before he leaves, and he'll have his written test done, you know. But all this stuff is possible. Um, five years is very doable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and here here's the thing: your age, um, the the demand for pilots is so high. I mean, you can fly till age. 65 airline um, and then really any age corporate until you don't feel you can do it or you have a medical problem or something. So um, um, absolutely. You got plenty of time. I mean, I'm 43. How old are you, Sean? I'm 45. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, no, absolutely. It's not. uh, Of course, we've completed all our training and everything and we're, marketable at this point but you know within you know a few years you can get uh marketable to an employer even quicker if you use some of the methods in our course and you're in a great area for it i i really uh yeah i couldn't encourage you enough to do it i mean you you won't you know it's it's been a dream of yours you've thought about it you've you've paid your dues at at your other job and uh yeah i think that's really exciting you know i've flown with Lots of corporate guys. You know, a, a very common thing is uh, uh, airline pilots will retire and at age sixty-five, and then still enjoy flying so much they'll get a corporate job. So I've flown with lots of those guys. Uh, I've flown with a lot of uh, uh, second career guys too um, that are you know in their forties or fifties, and they were an accountant or an engineer. I know one guy, uh, one engineer I used to fly with. He said. Uh, 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 we, we were, we, we actually, we landed, I I think up in Columbus somewhere or something. And, uh, we had a problem with a brake system and the plane was grounded and he was on the phone and we were working with maintenance and I'm like, oh man, this sucks. And he goes, you know, Mike, he goes, uh, 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 a, a bad day of flying is better than a, uh, the best day at the office. So he was saying, being you an engineer, your butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, flown with a lot of those guys. So, uh, I, I had, uh, uh just did my last type rating. I was, uh, my SIM partner I was paired with was a, uh, former insurance agent, the insurance business in, in, um, Mississippi. And then just said, Hey, I'm getting out and jumping in. So, um, you won't be alone certainly at all. Uh, have you Sean flown with those guys?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Second career guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other questions we're going to, I'm going to read here next is yeah. a second career guy. This is very popular in our industry. Yeah. And uh, you're going to run into more, more colleagues out there as you get going that are doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, forties, you know, to answer that question is, is not too late. Remember at the airlines, the mandatory retirement right now is 65 so right. even if you don't get to the airlines to, you know, 48 or something, you, you know, you still yes. got, you still got plenty of time. Um, and, and if you keep it going, you could get there by, you know, 45, but uh, to answer your question before we move on to the next, one of your direct questions here is finishing my private in 2022. However, I am not sure how aggressively I should attack my commercial So the commercial pilot's license requires 250 hours total time, and that is required to get your CFI, your certificate flight instructor certificate that allows you to teach people how to fly. This is the traditional rung in the ladder of becoming a pilot you get this CFI rating certificate and you're allowed to teach people how to fly. And that's the transition from always paying to fly to getting paid to fly, and you're putting hours in your logbook. And I've said over and over through the years, I never really learned about aviation or how to fly until I had to teach somebody. <laughs> yeah. you know, you drive home from the airport every day thinking, oh my God, did I tell that kid right? Am I saying the right that, you know, you don't want to look like an idiot. So you're going to, you get in the books and you make sure that you're telling people correctly, but how aggressively should I attack my commercial? As aggressively as possible. This is your ticket to getting that time in that five years. Okay. So every day when you get off work, you can have, you can control your schedule and, and have students lined up for you when you get done doing what you're doing. You drive over to the airport, you take it, you know, take a couple students up and build time, get it in your logbook. Um, there's a the airport right next to my house. Uh, there's a, a young woman over there who's a flight instructor, she just went and bought a Cessna 150, she found a Cessna 150 on the cheap and uh when she's not training students she's just up buzzing around in this cessna 150 burning you know whatever it is seven gallons an hour or something that little motor burns uh putting time in that logbook. um yeah no this this is a hack to get that flight time uh so yes get to that 250 hours as soon as possible attack that commercial however you know as soon as you get that private stay in the air as much as possible, get to your 250 hours. When you get close to your 250 hours, I would schedule, look into one of these, find an accelerated training program somewhere in the country. You can take a couple days vacation to, and go out and get your commercial rating. The commercial certificate can be completed in three days. If you have your written done, you got the the required time, and I think there's a long cross-country in there with several stops and whatever. You, you meet some certain prerequisites, and whatever these companies are that offer these programs will let you know what they want before you show up. Then these three days are basically finishing up anything uh, that you didn't do and check ride prep. That's all it is. You'll show up, and three days later, you'll have your commercial certificate, and then you can get that CFI knocked out. So – and it doesn't have to be uh flight instructing. You could, yeah. uh, you know, there's other jobs out there. Now, if you're trying to do something right next to your house that is uh, you know, a, a schedule you can control around your other work, the CFI thing's probably the best way to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that you could do that on nights and weekends because, you know, you, when you're training people to fly, a lot of those people have full-time jobs and they work 9 to 5. So, they want to fly, you know, after work or on the weekends. Uh, and you'll have so much fun doing it. You'll you know really enjoy it. So, yeah. And and uh, CFI is a good. Um, set. I've flown with several uh, CFIs that you know were retired guys that just don't want to pay for flying. They want to get paid to fly, um, and they like small airplanes. And and that's just what they do. And those are some of the best teachers. So um, yeah, there's just a lot of lot of opportunity in the industry right now and uh i just don't think age is going to be a big factor for you especially at forty-five. no, no. Yeah. yeah
0: and we're going to uh we can touch on that in this next one here this one's from william or will it looks like he goes by okay hey great podcast wish i had found it sooner i am pushing 40 and have just started flight training i am i too old to chase an airline job or should i just shoot for corporate jobs And then before we get that, he immediately, well, maybe a day later or something, sent back, uh, sent another email saying, all right, so he's got another question here. I'm about 12 hours into my flying career and I love it. And honestly, look forward to my next lesson with enthusiasm I haven't had in years. Yes, I'm pushing 40, but is this just something brand new and exciting or am I onto something? just to further explain about 15 months ago I made a pact with myself to do new things that I haven't done before and let go of such as play hockey and go and do things like play hockey again also uh search for what what I what life means to me basically I I found aviation and can't stop thinking about it but it's hard it's it's a hard road when you're 39 have kids a mortgage and all that other stuff thanks guys appreciate all you do and giving me the advice i need in one place okay awesome all right so this is um i i love that whole you know he's he's trying new things uh you know trying to let go and do things, just whatever, you know, interest him, play hockey and all that kind of stuff. You know, this is, uh, you know, I'm 45, Mike, you just said you're 43, you know, one could label this as the, the midlife crisis. (laughs) Yeah. Even if that is true, the cool thing about that is you can have as many of them as you
1: want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 I can tell you this. I like that question. And, uh, um, you know, I've been doing this I don't know since I was 18 I guess and I'm 43 and uh, I still enjoy flying I mean look at we're doing this stuff right. in our spare time and not getting paid and uh, uh, trying to help people get into it and and uh, I still enjoy going to work I mean yeah it's still a job sometimes you know you, you might have something going on and that you'd rather be doing than going to work but once you're there uh, you know there's there's really no better career for it and uh, so yeah I had a guy tell me one time, I said, how'd you get into flying? And this is a guy flying a hawker. And he said, well, uh, one night my wife – or one year for Christmas, my wife bought me an introductory flight um, uh, at the local airport to learn to fly. And he said, uh, "He said, uh, I kind of wish you would have li- uh, bought me crack cocaine because it would have been cheaper and less addictive. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah, – Yeah. All whether- ser- seriousness,
0: uh, Will, I mean, no, it's uh- – yeah it's here to stay it what you're feeling is real and as somebody who was a flight instructor and Mike was a flight instructor too yeah with uh 1300 over 1300 hours of dual given
1: to right. students
0: I have seen that look on people's faces before and it is a real thing it's something that happens to a lot of us when you get in that yeah. airplane and you experience What a joy and and exhilaration of flying this machine through the air. No, it's a, it's the real deal, man. It's, it's the thing, your high school guidance counselor, you know, you know, if, if everybody knew what this was like, there, the place would be overrun with pilots. You know, there wouldn't be enough jobs for everybody wanting to do this. (laughs) Consider yourself lucky. You figured it out is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right because it never gets old. You, you know, I think it is too. So there's so many choices of things to do. I got teenagers now, and you, you know, they'll get into something, whether it's like playing guitar or whatever, and then they're 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 uh, into it for a month, and then they're on to something else. But I I don't think that flying's really like that. Um, at least it wasn't for me. And you know, the majority actually, I can say this: when I was a flight instructor, the majority of students that started and then didn't quit uh or that uh the majority of students that dropped out were all for financial reasons you yep. you hardly ever had a student that was enjoying what they were doing and then they just got bored with it and quit it was always a financial problem or maybe in some cases a medical problem that's rare but that happened yeah um, i think
0: the stat that i read um, when we were putting together the pro Pop playbook the actual yeah. program we sell right Somewhere in there, I, and I'm paraphrasing now, I don't remember exactly, but I had it in front of me when we were recording right. that session, but it was it, like 80% of students that start their private pilot's license quit, 80% quit. And then the reason, uh, it was like 97%, the reason that they quit was money.
1: I believe that yeah
0: so it's not cheap I mean that is that is kind of the rub of the situation of the whole process it's it's not cheap
1: you know though everything's like that if you ever anybody that's been to a big college you know where I went at the University of Cincinnati uh uh at the beginning of the year there's no parking and there's so many people there and the campus is packed and then you know, and, and, you know, if you look at the numbers of people that actually make it all the way through four years and graduate, it's, it's just, there's a lot of attrition, you know, and it's like that anywhere, but sure. I think, you know, college is a lot of people don't like what they're doing and they drop out or whatever, at least in aviation, it's all financial. That's it. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. For the most yeah. part. Yep. And it makes sense. It's expensive. I mean, something that's this, that's this awesome, you know, right. it, it It's expensive like the same thing if you want to eat healthy if you want to eat good food right that's good for your body that crap's expensive but if you want to eat like an idiot you can you know buy a cheeseburger for under a dollar (laughs) somewhere yep that's right um so anyway uh so back to you know the core question here the original one that he sent you know being 40 years old am i too old to set my sights on the airlines or should I focus on corporate so the the short answer is no you're not too old and if it were me if I were you I would I guess my advice is I would just focus on the airlines that's going to be your easiest entry uh, especially with this pilot shortage they're not, they're not going to care if you're 50 years old yeah, Um. you could get in on a regional airline, they're going to take you. And once you get to that, if if the age doesn't get, you know, my, I, I've made a couple predictions since we started this whole side gig, Mike, you know, yeah. um, it, that uh that have come true. So my next prediction is the FAA will be forced to raise the mandatory retirement age of 121 airline pilots right now it's currently 65 my prediction yeah it was 60 they've already done this once now it's 65 that was years ago they raised it um my prediction is they're going to shoot for 70. they're going to shoot for 70 but um it might end up uh for some reason i have 67 and a half in my brain like just like the the tax laws on draw and retirement i think it's going to be something like that yeah Uh, anyway it's going to my prediction is it's going to get raised. So I wouldn't even worry about it. The, the thing with going corporate is you can always come back to that, you know, right. you, after you, you know, 65, 70 years old, whatever it ends up, uh, you retire from the airlines. You can always go do corporate. Right. But that airlines has, the, the airlines have, will have the easiest barrier to, barrier to entry for you. If you go into this thinking, I want to be a corporate pilot, corporate, pilot, corporate pilot, you may have a tough time, you know, being green off the streets with, you know, a commercial pilot's license and a CFI certificate, uh, getting on with any kind of a quality corporate. I'm not saying you couldn't go that route, but right. I think you're going to, your odds are going to be better of building time, getting experience, getting type ratings, experiencing jets, You're going to have an easier barrier of entry and uh, progression. Just go in the airlines, and if you get in there, you fly for the airlines for five years, and you say, "I hate this." uh, You can always go corporate, and now you have some experience in your backpack. Of you know, hey, I've got this type rating. I flew whatever. I mean, that's my advice.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I would agree with all of that. Um, I I would say probably uh, the way at this current juncture, what you said about. Entering into the corporate world at very low time, you could have some obstacles. But I think as uh, the, this massive airline hiring rolls into the industry and they suck out all the corporate pilots like like just like a vacuum cleaner, um, it's going to be much much easier to get uh, high, high paying corporate jobs and quickly too. So uh really just like we always say it's 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 the greatest time ever to jump in and uh don't let age deter you really at any age to be honest with you um you're going to be able to find something and the whole thing's fun anyway you know
0: right yeah yeah we have one more i said four but it was actually from three people i guess so uh the fourth email is uh from bruce Let me make sure okay yeah this is the guy here we go this is the guy who uh wants to come back he was all right here we go mike and sean if you do not want to use this on your podcast i understand but would like a reply back okay well turns out bruce we are using it (laughs) ran across your podcast on youtube great and timely information appreciate what you're doing my story is a bit different As I am a bit older than you guys, I graduated from a great university with a great flight program, still is, back in 1988 with a Bachelor's of Science in Aviation Education. When I graduated with this great degree and went out looking for a job, the airlines and regional airlines were furloughing and not hiring uh, for quite some time. This continued for a while. And in that day to be marketable, you needed 12 to 1,500 hours total time and an ATP would be even better. As life goes on and I need to pay some student loans back, I take a job working for a great corporation who's manu- who manufactures construction equipment. For the next 10 years, I will work this job where I'm traveling nonstop and do some instructing on the side when I'm oh. home to build time. Life happens, I got married, Took a different job and i was not traveling all the time we start having a family and i do some instructing on the side but it's still it's still tough to get uh, all the required time to get noticed and at this point in life i did not want to be away from family so i did not pursue flying as a career other than instructing on the side of course the pay was a lot less back then after the culligan air crash a lot of things changed with requirements uh such as and the RATP was developed now years later as a uh, with a family of five with uh one just out of college one halfway through college one in high school I look back and always wonder oh man how many times we heard this story Mike I I have a private instrument commercial multi-engine instrument and a CFI okay I am 57 years old with a second class medical in pretty good shape and only uh and only on one okay only on one med one medication with 1360 total and 120 multi engine given the pilot shortage would a regional or someone like airshare even be interested in this old man
1: <laughs> all right bruce Dude, he's locked and loaded, man. How many I know. viewers would like to be in his spot, man? I he's, know. Uh,
0: I know. He's, That's he's what current? I was just thinking. Bruce, we got people listening to this right now. Uh, just like the guy I just read, he's got 12 hours under his belt. And you're sitting here with 1,300 hours, 120 multi, and, you know, your commercial. Oh, yeah. you're in, and you're you're still, yeah, no. Yeah, you're fine. Now the 57. You're fine, man. Yeah, oh, so, dude.
1: So he's 57 Kudos, years old. Right, right. Yeah, this one's exciting. Kudos to him for uh, staying current because we we get yeah. these type of emails and these stories. But it's like, hey, I went. I started doing all my training. I was flying in the 80s, and then I just right. never did it ever again. Yep. Um, uh, or I got my license, and then I bought a plane, and then I ran out of money and sold everything. And now I, this guy actually – stayed up on it while well working and kept current. It was still teaching. He's got no gaps in his resume, you know, uh, uh, he's consistently, you know, current still teaching. I mean, he's ready to go, man. He, he just needs my advice to him is to, uh, uh, just, just get dialed in here at the local airport, start putting out contacts and start, uh, start putting out resumes, but yeah, he needs to, uh, well, get, go ahead. Uh,
0: uh yeah i mean he could do that if he wanted to i'm sure he could probably find i don't know he doesn't say where he lives but yeah i mean he could probably put out some feelers around where he lives and end up with a corporate gig of some kind pretty quickly if uh, but i guarantee you would get hired by a regional now one of the questions i'm you know reading through this i think one of the questions he has is concerning the atp he doesn't say he has the atp right um although he came through every well he never had the uh, okay so here's how the atp works now uh bruce how it would work for you if you wanted to go to the airlines um, or to become a captain at a corporate gig or 135 gig or some kind um you would need to go and enroll in a class called the C ATP, which is, it's basically, it's, it's the class you need to take in order to take your ATP written. Uh, it preps you for the written. There's a, the rules have completely changed on the ATP and I may be telling you something you already know, Bruce, but, uh, the rules have completely changed on acquiring an ATP uh, than they used to be when you first started flying. And, and when Mike and I got our ATPs, it was, it was just a normal part of your career progression, like getting your instrument rating or your commercial. When you had the time, you went and got your ATP like any other certificate. Now it's different. There's even, there's even some mandatory SIM time, uh, involved. And there's, there's companies out there that will do this it's between three and six grand, probably. We got one here in town, Sporties. I think Sporties yeah. is five thousand dollars to get you through it, and and uh, I believe that includes preparation for the written test, and then that you get the CATP ATP certificate, which allows you to take your ATP check ride. However, there's a lot of regionals out there. If you bump that time up, so you got thirteen sixty right now, I would say at about. 1450 or 1425 I guarantee the first app the first application you fill out for a regional airline online um, and they've streamlined a lot of these processes this can be done in one afternoon fill out an application for one of these regionals one that's close to you or it has a domicile close to you I guarantee you're going to get an interview and unless you go in there wearing like a a, a clown suit and a rubber nose you're going to get hired and uh and they will pay for the catp and that is a way to go also to avoid this cost um I'm pretty sure all of them pay for it now they include it as part of your training uh there might be a couple outliers that that haven't jumped on board yet with that but the real you know the other question is 57 years too old to chase this down no because just like we got done telling on, you know, telling the last guy, uh, you know, the airlines are going to be your quickest route to getting jet time, to getting the real experience that a corporate, a corporate operator that you would actually want to work at, you know, like a fortune 500 company or something there, that's going to give you the experience to, you know, have them look at you. Um, you know, so you spend a few years at the regional or, you know, maybe you, maybe even a couple years at the regional then you get on with one of these discount carriers that are flying this big new equipment you know like right. a legion or the you know the frontier spirit merger mike and i were just talking we got a couple buddies over at spirit right these guys love that company as a pilot's perspective um and i'm not fully spun up on it but Mike, weren't you just saying that, I mean, they... Yeah, I, yeah.
1: They, they love working there. Uh, they think there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of growth. Um, they're they're excited about the merger. Um, so Frontier and Spirit together, um, it's in, it's going to increase the amount of bases. So basically, if you're flying for Spirit and you now can live where eventually, once it all shakes out, where Frontier has a base um, and their network, it's going to make them, I think uh, I don't know, top five, uh, six largest airlines, something like that. Um, So yeah, yeah, they, they are, they're very positive, uh, about all that and the growth potential in that market. The discount domestic flying is just, I mean, it's going like crazy. Yeah.
0: People love that stuff and the ability to go, you're going direct to the popular destinations, you know? Oh, and you know, I should just, I realized I've been saying something incorrectly. I probably said it like four times too. Right. It's not C ATP. I'm mixing the R ATP and, oh, and it's, okay. it's gotcha. CTP is what that's called. Uh, that course that's required for your ATP now.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: So, um, and most of the airlines are paying for that. Yeah. But uh 57, no, not too old. Uh not 57 at 57 and
1: current with all his ratings. <laughs> yeah,
0: 57 and current. It's not like, yeah, that's the other main thing you got to think about. You're not like saying you're 57 and I just took my first flight lesson. You're right. 57 and ready to send out an application uh in the next I mean, if you turn up the heat on your flight instructing time. Remember you need that 1500 hours to go through the airlines. But uh
1: yeah. And then there's a perception thing, you know, he's kind of asking this in a manner am I too old? And, you know, you get that. I, and and I, I, I know you hear that concerns with older people looking for jobs in other fields, like, Oh, they don't want to hire older people. Well, actually I would say flying is one of those jobs. Like if you just look at perception wise, Right. uh people like to see older guys in. The oh cockpit, yeah you know? I've had
0: passengers before yeah I like to see oh, yeah. gray hair in the cockpit I'm like well what you don't know there a fella is this guy just retired from insert any company and just became a pilot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm 18 times more experienced than he is you know at, at 22 right
1: (laughs) yep they think the older guys are are, right yeah it's a common misconception there's an old saying there's old pilots and there's bold pilots but there's no old bold pilots (laughs) Yep, that's another good
0: one that is true absolutely
1: (laughs) great but these are i'm glad we did this one because i'm sure there's a lot of people concerned about this that are uh thinking about jumping in yeah no it's a it's a great question Okay, guys. And then one other tidbit here, you know, whatever age you're at, um, and, and everybody's different, everybody viewing that's older is going to be watching this podcast, and they're going to say, well, how does this apply to me? And should I do it? And then you're doing math on this, you're saying, should I, maybe you're not retiring, maybe you're thinking of quitting your, your regular job. Um, and then uh, starting into flying, or maybe, you know, and in, in you're wondering how lucrative it will be. Well, well, guys, all this stuff's available online. If you're going to go yep. the airline route, which Sean and I think are in agreement that that may be the fastest and quickest way in this in this climate, um, just Google these airlines' pay scales. They're all on there. Yeah. So you can it, look it, at
0: airlinepilotcentral.com, uh, climb yeah. to 350.com. You can, these are publicly available.
1: It, yep. You can, so, so yeah so you um you can look at it and do the math you could say okay so it's going to take me in this case guy's case, no time, hardly to get spooled up, but, but, you know, it may take you a few years to get your ratings and then you're going to get on a regional and you can see what you're going to make first, second, third, fourth year. Um, and then, you know, back that math out based on age 65 and then see what your earnings are going to be. And then see, okay, if I went to a regional for several years, then I went to a major, how much, and I think you'd be surprised because the pay, even at at the lower end of these scales is still pretty good. Um, and then you, figure the upgrade in
0: there at a regional probably i would say around 18 months to 24 months so uh maybe look at the two-year pay scale for captain you know assume there's going to be an upgrade fairly quickly at these regionals um which basically doubles your pay at that point um but yeah there's there's one other final thing this is probably going to end up one of our longer podcasts here mike but there's one other point i just thought of that I really want to get across to people right how old you know the question is uh, you know how old is too old to learn how to be a pilot in general Mm -hmm. there is is no age restriction if you just want to get your pilot's license right to learn to fly you know there is no age restriction on that we are this question has been geared towards making money on it and uh you know get out there and fly Oh yeah. You're, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are.
1: I taught people in their seventies, you know, just wanted to get their private pilot's license flying. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, like I said, a lot of older guys uh, became flight instructors and you can get, get into that very quickly and, and still have a a great job that you're getting paid to fly. You know, I mean, can't beat it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. You could totally be 65, 70 years old and decide that you're bored in your retirement work your way through and become a flight instructor and sit over at your local airport and drink coffee right. and hang out with people and, and still make, you know, you know, several hundred dollars a week, just getting paid to fly. doing what You, you got love. it.
1: You got yeah. it. And that may lead to something else. And, and you know what uh, the one guy mentioned a meds or medication or whatever, you know, we all know the older you get, you know, the more health problems you have and that kind of stuff, but sure. all that information is available online too. I mean, you can Google the medications you're on and if it's FHA approved, FHA, FAA approved, and all that stuff. So, right. um, you know, all this stuff can be figured out. Uh, FHA, you
0: slipped into your other
1: career field there for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. well, this
0: guy's already he has a he has a second class medical, and I'm sure he's pretty up on that. But yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. All that stuff's guy. available too. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week tackling yep. some questions. But until then, until then, get your butt to the airport and start (laughs) flying. That's right.